Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura, and alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam. Brandon, how are you doing? LJ, doing good. Uh, certainly had a crazy day, uh, but here to talk baseball, of course, every night like we do. Uh, have an interesting slate of games here have a really interesting story that we want to talk about here at the top regarding the Mets. Uh, not sure if you've heard it yet, but LJ and I have some thoughts, certainly. But uh, let's get right into the recaps because we do have a pretty action-packed episode. We're going to be doing our May Teams of the Month where LJ and I aren't able to look at any website or anything, and we have to go off the top of our head and try and figure out who actually were the best players this month. Yeah, but, um, yeah we're, we're, we will be putting together one team from the two of us between the AL and the NL, and we should have some fun with that. Brandon, did we decide we're doing three pitcher or five pitchers or one pitcher this month? Um, I was thinking we should do more. It would challenge us a little bit more yeah. that way. Yeah, why not? So three, three starters, two relievers. That works. Okay. Um, I don't think it's that hard, to be honest. Either yeah. way, I can, I, particularly American League, I can pick the three starters right off the top of my head and probably both the relievers. Well, Oz, on to the game recaps, if, if I can find my words. Uh, 
Starting off with the Mets and the Diamondbacks, James McCann, fourth home run of the year, top one, a three-run bomb. Uh, and then Brandon Drury hits into a double play. It's 4 nothing Mets after the top of the first. But then in the bottom of the first, Cattell Marte, his fourth home run of the year, two-run homer to cut the lead to two. Ildemaro Vargas, who the Diamondbacks just traded for today, uh, singles, a two RBI single to tie the game. Madison Bumgarner, pitchers who rake. He is the originator of pitchers who rake in my mind. Uh, at least him and Granky are the pitchers who rake. Yes. No, him, 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 Granky and Bartolo Colon are the pitchers who rake. Yes. Uh, fully agree. But Bumgarner singles uh, to take the lead. So nine runs. Scored total in the in the first inning. The Diamondbacks come out of it with a 5-4 lead. Uh, top two, the Mets end up tying the game back up at five. James McCann, RBI single. It would remain scoreless until top five when Brandon Drury, RBI single for the Mets, to take a 6-5 lead. Ildemaro Vargas in the bottom of the six, once again, uh, comes through with a big hit and ties it up at six apiece after six innings. Top nine, Pete Alonzo, RBI single to make it 7-6, scoring Francisco Lindor. And that would be your final Arizona, unable to make one last rally. You can give the win to Miguel Castro of the Mets, two scoreless innings out of the bullpen. Uh, the start went to, to David Peterson for the Mets, LJ. Uh, I want you to let me know if this is a good line. One third of an inning, three hits, five runs, three walks. Yeah, that's okay. Thirty. That's all right. Pitches. Maybe slightly below average. Hey, his team got the win. It's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're picking up dubs, it doesn't matter. I mean, ideally, you want to be contributing positively to those dubs, but. You win some, you lose some, right? <laughs> yeah, and the loss goes to Joaquin Soria. Uh, he allowed that last hit to Pete Alonzo. Mass and Bumgarner, two innings in the start. Eight, two innings, eight hits, five runs, and two strikeouts. Not a good start from either starting pitcher tonight, but the Mets walk away with this one. All right, LJ, I'm going to let you take away this next story. Absolutely, because I certainly – have some thoughts i will just take over right after explaining this and most of this stems around bob brenley and his comments regarding marcus stroman and marcus stroman's do-rag during his last start which he wore underneath his ball cap i am picking directly out of the new york post article written by mike puma if anyone is looking for these quotes later on the exact quote of what brenley said that caused so much of a ruckus over this past day was in regard to that do-rag I'm sure that's the same do-rag that Tom Seaver used to wear when he pitched for the Mets this has now attracted the attention of many people of course online because everyone likes to you know have an opinion and feel self-righteous but particularly manager Luis Rojas of the Mets and Marcus Stroman themselves and has gotten Brentley of course now has apologized 
quote, during Tuesday night's game, I made a poor attempt at humor that was insensitive and wrong. I apologize to Marcus Stroman and have reached out directly to share those thoughts. I have had several conversations with the Diamondbacks, and we agree that seeking sensitivity training is an important step so I can continue to learn from my mistakes in order to be better in the future. So first off, do not take this the wrong way in the, in thinking that I am condoning this. Racism, racist jokes are not like funny. Like you're not seeing that anywhere that you're getting the top humorous, but particularly in um, broadcast television, radio broadcast. However, I think we're going to have a real problem moving forward, not with racist jokes, but with jokes that go way too far on television and radio broadcasts. Because as we move into this new era where podcasting has become such a thing, we're going to have a lot of a hard time blurring the lines between radio and podcast, between radio calls and talking about a game on a podcast, you can get away with a much darker sense of humor, much larger jokes there that are not appropriate on any scale. It's about, there's a, there's a different way you have to carry yourself between those two mediums. And a lot of people are going to struggle to find the defining line there. I mean, could you imagine if I made that chloroform joke from a couple days ago on a Rays broadcast? That does not go well. I mean, I'm probably, and there's a drive to deep left field by Castellanos. It is a home run. It will be a four on ball game. I don't know if I'm putting this headset back on again, Brandon. I'd like to apologize to those who signed my checks. No, I but consider the thing myself is- to be a man of faith. I do. <laughs> I really do. LJ, have, have a, you ever heard of that, that website called Sporkle? Yes. So someone made a quiz, and the quiz is you have to type in every word of of the the quote of. That's the brilliant. Podcast. I gotta find that. We will put it all over our socials, and you know this is just you know it's gonna become an all time quote because of the bizarre nature of everything that happened. The worst time for Nick Castellanos to hit a home run. It was ever. literally the last passable time for anyone to do anything good, and it happens to be a very good player doing a very, very good thing. But yeah, I mean, there's just a difference in what you can get away with in a podcast forum where you know it's not going to be PG and radio and television where it has to have that level of class. We're going to have a lot of trouble with that going forward. But Brandon, are you digging this do-rag? Are you digging this story? What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, look, Marcus Stroman, I'm not if 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 he wants to wear a a a do rag on the mound. I mean, that's completely fine with me. There's no one stopping him from doing it. Honestly, well, I kind I kind of I kind of dig the look. It, it looks cool. Like and, I, and and I don't understand how it would be. Of course, he was just trying to make a joke and be funny. From the way it sounded when I listened to the audio earlier, from the way the quote reads, it's clearly meant as a joke, not him trying to say this looks ridiculous. He's acting like a fool out there with this but to me it's just the same as any headband so yeah it, the functionality is fine it looks it look it looks nice i don't really i don't have any objections with it i dig it i dig the do-rag you know i hope that the mlb sort of 
allows players in the future to be more creative with their uh, stuff that they can wear. Because LJ, you remember a couple of years ago in the NBA when they were letting guys wear like those sponsored um, sleeves, like those Supreme sleeves and like stuff like that. Like they were letting them wear those. They were letting Jimmy Butler wear like the tie headband instead of the just a normal headband. It's like basically a bandana. They, they were letting they were like them wear that in a game. And then they cracked down on it. And it was like all, all the players were pissed because it's like this is a way for them to express themselves and build like their brains, you know, like you can well, easily make a logo of yourself wearing that's your new specific piece of gear that you wear during games and become immediately recognizable. I mean, it's if if Marcus Stroman wants to wear a, a, a do-rag, I mean, I'm all for it. I think that it's only like it's. He probably feels most comfortable in it. Plus, you don't really see a lot of pitchers out there wearing them. So I have no issue with it. Obviously, what Bob Bob Brenly said, uh, just you can't say that on air. Like, even if it was a joke, you know, just and you're absolutely right. It's going to be tough when these blurred lines between podcasting and radio, you know, start to mix. Like, you know, if me and you were to, sit down and i think we are at some point this summer sit down and do play-by-play broadcast of a game on tv right and we're live streaming yes. it. um like, yeah how I does that like that. you know like how do we you know if it's a live stream on youtube you know what is it like that for the amount of content that we can like you know how far can we push it yeah again i think those situations too it's different like if you're doing content related outside, like it's not the full on brand version, then I think that also operates differently because you're tr- supposed to be an alternative content. This isn't supposed to be the alternative content that the Diamondbacks are putting out. The only action now that I think about it, this may be a crazy conspiracy, but if players start wearing do rags, this could be something we, um, do in the future we see in the future could it be possible that the do rag is the new hiding spot for pine tar because you're just fixing your do rag and you just grow grab up and in and you've got a little pouch or not only a pouch but like a little spot in the back where you've got a bunch of pine tar inside no one would be any none the wiser you know speaking of pine tar i want to bring it up really quick um Recently, four minor league players got suspended for 10 games for getting caught using pine tar. Uh, It's interesting to see that that's what the MLB is setting sort of the pine tar suspension at is 10 games. I think that's a little bit harsh considering a lot of the hitters don't mind it. But uh, interesting, LJ, I'm sure we can expand on that uh, at, at another point, but I just wanted to bring that up real quick. Of course, also let's bring up the fact that they haven't they haven't suspended any major leaguers. Mm. So this is a lot of posturing about a rule that very few people are really up in arms about. But let's get into this Red Sox Astros game in a rough first inning for Framber Valdez. Hunter Renfro drew the bases loaded walk to score JD Martinez. Later that inning, Yuli Guriel drove in Jose Altuve. Then in the fourth, Miles Straw drove in the final and game-winning run, your final will be 2-1 to one Astros. Give the win to Framber Valdez. He went seven innings, allowing one earned run and 10 strikeouts. 
The loss will be given to Nick Pavetta. He went six innings, allowing two earned runs and nine strikeouts. The save to Ryan Presley, his eighth. All right, on to the Cardinals and the Dodgers. If I was a Cardinals fan, I would have hated to watch this game Uh, because top of the first, you get a home run from Paul Goldschmidt. You're looking good. Just hit a home run off of Walker Bueller. You're up one nothing. We got Carlos Martinez on the mound. And, well, you know, the Cardinals allow 11 runs in the bottom of the first inning. Uh, thanks to five RBI singles from Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, Gavin Lux, Zach McKinstry, and then Mookie Betts. And then Cody Bellinger stepped up again and uh, hit a grand slam. So there's your 11 runs in the bottom of the first. Uh, The only other notable thing that happened in this game, uh, Walker Bueller had an RBI double uh, and uh, Dylan Carlson homered. The Dodgers win 14 to three. Walker Bueller, six innings, seven hits, three runs and eight Ks. Now four and oh on the year. Carlos Martinez is now three and five on the year. He goes two thirds of an inning. Six hits, 10 runs, four walks, and uh, one strikeout. Uh, I saw a stat here on Twitter. Let me pull it up very quickly. Uh, Carlos Martinez, a nine-year veteran, raised his career ERA from 3.55 to 3.64 in less than an inning. Wow. Yeah. And to answer your question about hating to watch this game if you're a Cardinals fan, the answer is you didn't. <laughs> if you score, if you put up a le- allow eleven runs in the first inning, you turn that game off. Oh like, well, no, I'm just saying because like, there's a, a there's a certain point in time, play. Brandon. You have to agree as an avid baseball fan. You have to agree when it comes to your favorite team. There's a certain point in time where you can feel it in the air. This game is going to end horribly. And it's going to be frustrating and miserable to watch. And so you just leave. Like, like you can't bear to watch the disaster go on anymore. That, unfortunately, would have happened in the first inning for Cardinals fans. Moving into the A's and Mariners. In the third, Chris Flexen got flexed on. Mitch Moreland reminded Flexen early in the inning that in Soviet Russia, you don't crush the ball. The ball crush you. 444 feet to center field driving in two runs. Olsen and Kana drove in runs in the inning. Oakland wins the complete game shutout 6-0. Give the win to Sean Manaya. He pitched a complete game shutout with four hits and eight strikeouts. The loss goes to Chris Flexen. He went six innings, allowing five earned runs. All right, on to the Cubs and the Padres. The Cubs looking for the sweep. Uh, Top four, Ha Seung Kim, uh, RBI single to make it one nothing San Diego. Uh, bottom four, the Cubs score on an error. And then in the fifth inning, Anthony Rizzo with a two RBI double to make it 3-1 Chicago. In the bottom of the seventh, Ian Happ is able to reach on a fielding error and another run scores for Chicago. Javi Baez then hits a home run that scores Happ. Two-run bomb to make it 6-1 Chicago. They win, and they sweep the Padres. The Cubs have now swept the, Cu- or the, Cubs have now swept the Padres, the Dodgers, 
and the Mets this year. Uh, very impressive what they've been able to do outside of the NL Central. And you can give the win to Adbert Alzali, now four and four on the year, five innings, three hits, one earned seven Ks. The loss goes to Pierce Johnson out of the San Diego bullpen. Their starter, Denelson Lamette, four innings, four hits, one earned and six strikeouts. Yeah, I, this just gives more legitimacy that I don't think the front office was expecting to this Cubs team. Moving into the Toilet Bowl, Twins and Orioles. Jeffers led scoring off for Minnesota with a 441-foot homer. Then Michael Franco tied it up in the fourth. DJ Stewart and Ryan Mountcastle went yard to make it a 6-1 to one ball game. The Twins added a few late, but ultimately fell 6-3. to three. Give the win to Tyler Wells. Matt Harvey started this one, went three innings, allowing no earned runs. And the loss goes to Randy Dobnak. He went five and two-thirds of an inning, allowing three earned runs. All right. On to the Rays and the Yankees, a game that I watched part of it in the hospital. I am okay now. Uh, just had a bit of a very strange allergic reaction to I'm not sure what. But, yes, in the emergency room, I was watching this game on the TV while hooked up to an IV. And uh, Gio Rochella really made me feel better when he hit a two-run home run in the bottom of the first inning. Uh, to make it 2 nothing, the Yankees. In the top of the fourth inning, Manny Margot is able to drive in a run due to a fielder's choice. Uh, bottom four, though, Clint Frazier, who had the walk-off home run last night, singles to score uh, both Glaber Torres and Rubnet Odor. The Yankees take a 4-1 to one lead. Yandy Diaz, sack fly in the top of the fifth, makes it 4-2. Yankees still leading. And then G-Man Choi with a single in the seventh off of Jonathan Lewisaga, uh makes it 4-3. But the Yankees bullpen is able to shut it down. and They win this one 4-3. And they can take three out of four from Tampa Bay uh, today. Uh, that game starts at 105. Shopify presents Cool Sheets from AHA to Lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.
Jordan Montgomery gets the win for the Yankees. Six and a third, five hits, one earned run, and six strikeouts. Shane McClanahan takes the loss for Tampa Bay. Three and a third, five hits, four earned, and six strikeouts. Araldis Chapman picks up his 12th save on the year. Next, we got the Marlins and the Blue Jays. Dickerson, Chisholm, Aguilar, and Marte for Miami, and Randall Grichuk for Toronto combined for six balls leaving the yard and helped Miami to a 5-3 lead going into the ninth. Bottom of the ninth, the Blue Jays got two runners on for Bo Bichette to rip a bases-clearing, game-tying, triple to right field. Next up, Joe Panic hits a deep fly ball. It's a fly out, but Bo Bichette tags and scores to walk off in Buffalo. Your final six to five Blue Jays. Give the win to Anthony Castro. Alec Manoa got the start here. He went three and a third, allowing four earned runs and five strikeouts. Four earned runs isn't great, but I'd still call that a success here. I mean, five strikeouts from a very young pitcher. You're going to take the good, the bad. He's got to learn. He's got to get time, but that's a very positive number there. The loss is going to be given to Yimmy Garcia. All right, on to the Nationals and the Braves. Top two, Starlin Castro opens up the scoring with an RBI single. Dansby Swanson then ties it up in the bottom of the inning with his ninth home run of the year. Juan Soto breaks the tie in the top of the fifth. With his sixth home run of the year, he was on the PPP yesterday. I told you guys he was going to start putting up better stats. He does exactly that. Absolute bomb. Uh, sixth homer of the year makes it 3-1 Washington. Bottom seven, Ozzy Albies ties the game up with his 15th double of the year. Uh, that scores two, and we're tied at three after seven innings. In the top of the eighth, Jan Gomes goes yard to make it four to three uh, Washington and then Trey Turner adds on in the ninth with a single to make it five three and that's the final score Washington takes this one from Atlanta uh, if I believe right well uh, Washington has a chance to sleep to sweep the Braves uh, today so very big game for them as for the win it goes to Daniel Hudson out of the bullpen for Washington. He gets a blown save, even though he only goes one and a third, allowing one hit and no earned runs because he allowed an inherited run to score. But uh, he gets the win nonetheless. The starter was John Lester, five and two thirds, five hits, one earned, three strikeouts. The loss to AJ Minter out of the Arizona or Atlanta bullpen, excuse me. Drew Smiley was the starter, four and a third, seven hits, three earned and six strikeouts. Brad Hand with his ninth save on the year. I'll tell you, I'm not expecting a repeat of 2019. However, these are the exact conditions which Washington would love to do it. Because yeah. you're in a position now, I forget, the Mets are now five games above? The Mets are six games above. Six games above. That's nothing. I mean, this is something where you can change around the momentum of this series. Like, or I'm sorry, the momentum of this series could carry Washington on a run 
a quick swing of momentum for any team right now could lead them up into the division, and that includes the last place Nationals. Now, I would say as a whole, the entire roster has been shaky at best this year. So I'm not expecting them to come back from being in the bottom of the division in May to win the division and compete for the World Series at the end of the year. I'm not expecting it. However, it's not out of the realm of possibility right now. They are not out of this division by any means. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. I think the NL East is the most wide open division in the league other than the AL East right now. Um, and it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an absolute dogfight through the summer, and I'm very excited to see that. But on to the last recap of the day. The Rangers uh, traveled to Colorado to take on them, and they open up the scoring in the top of the third with an Isaiah kiner Falefa uh, RBI single to make it one nothing. In the bottom of the fourth, Dom Nunez, uh, ties the game on a ground out, and then Ryan McMahon uh, gives Colorado a 2-1 lead in the bottom of the fifth on a sacrifice fly. Boston Red Sox legend Brock Holt with an, yes, sir. a two-RBI double to take the lead in the top of the sixth inning before Rymel Tapia with his own two-RBI double to retake the lead for Colorado to give him a 4-3 to three, uh, advantage. Bottom eight, Josh Fuentes home run, and then Rymel Tapia single put the game out of reach. Colorado wins six to three. Uh, on the road this year, the Rangers fall to nine and 22, and they have lost eight games in a row. Uh, Arizona, or excuse me, Colorado on the road this year is four and 22. Wow. But, at home, they're 18 and 12. Huh. So, and overall, they're very mediocre. Yeah. Except on the road where they forget how to play baseball. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've got three games that are postponed today. Oh, yeah. First up is the Phillies and Reds. They will replay this game on June 28th. Then you have the White Sox Indians. I believe that was the first game canceled today. They play again this game on September 23rd. And then the United States national team will play yesterday's game against Puerto Rico today at 11 a.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Great. Uh, now we have the PPP where I have two of them. LJ, you have a couple here. Uh, you can You can go first. All right, first up, we've got J.D. Martinez, who's put himself in elite company in Boston. He is now the fifth player in Red Sox history with 200-plus extra base hits and 300-plus RBIs through their first 400 games with the Red Sox. Brandon, I'll give you a couple hints. However, do you think you can name these five? Can you name the criteria again for the award? 200 extra base hits and 300 RBIs through their through 400 first, through uh, 400 uh, games. I'm gonna go David. Let me know yes, Carl Yastrzemski. No, Fred Lynn. No, Manny Ramirez. 
Yep, there's two of four. Raphael Devers. No. Xander Bogarts. No. No one else from this century. <laughs> from this century. So not Nomar. No, not Nomar. Hmm. Although he would have broken 400 games in the 90s. And no, not Fred. Oh, Jim Rice. No. I'm out of here. Okay. First hint. One of the last two guys remaining, his head is currently somewhere at Fenway Frozen. Ted Williams? Yes. And then the, the last one you're probably not going to get, it's Jimmy Fox. Okay, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say Jimmy Fox actually right after I you said Ted Ted Williams. Not that I think about you know not this century. I'm surprised that Fred Lynn was unable to do that because he won the MVP in his rookie season. Like he was really really good at a young age, and so I, that that surprised me. Still has the one of the greatest baseball commercials of all time it's not close but yeah that's just it's a hard feat to do yeah I mean if if you're not like if you're not both performing up to your best or if you're not getting put into situations where you can be successful in that I looking at it now I have to believe well first off Fred Lynn was never really a power hitter he was he was never a home run guy so that did not help his case towards getting a lot of extra base hits the other situation is he wasn't a big rbi guy either so that didn't go in he did get 105 rbis in his mvp year dropped back down to 65 76 82 through his next three seasons so that would make about 400 games somewhere within there so that would not have gotten him close enough. My next Jim Rice one, is really close. Like he's very close because he had a ton of RBIs, but just not yeah, that. I think he's probably the one guy that you that we should rightfully expect to be on that group. That mm-hmm. isn't. I think that that's that's fair to say, just because of how quickly he just compiled everything at one point in time. But next up, we have I'm going to give little props here to the Astros pitching staff. Their starters in their last eight consecutive starts have given up one run or less. That isn't, of course, counting how many innings, a couple, I think one of those was under five. However, no matter what way you slice it, that is incredible. That is a great run. And it provides such consistency. I think it's tremendous yeah uh i got to experience the uh, yankees go on a stretch similar to this a couple of weeks ago where they had five straight starts of five innings or more of scoreless ball and there's no there's no better feeling as a team and when when you're going through these stretches when when your pitching is hot you can do whatever you want with the bats, really. I mean, if you're only allowing one or less earned run, like in every start, like you really only need two or three runs and you can feel confident. And especially with who they got out of the, the Houston bullpen, um, they can feel really confident when they have Presley and 
you know, he's just so good. I mean, he's he's shut down. Yeah, I just I, I, I am really amazed at this Astros pitching staff, especially we talked about the other day, how much that they're going to be bringing back mm-hmm. sooner rather than later. They're going to not only be able to put together one of, if not the best overall pitching staff in the league, however, they're going to be able to do it at a relatively cheap cost. I mean, you think about how big Granky's contract is. Does that come off this year or next? Granky is off this year, and so is Berlander. Yes. So realistically, you could bring back bring back one or neither of them, I think, and you would still be an elite group of pitchers. They've got a lot of very of young, very talented arms on this team. So as much as I think you 100% bring Verlander back if you have any faith in his rehab because this is the probably the third, second or third best pitcher of this last generation, of maybe even this last century or this century. So, I mean, it was a, it's a no-brainer to me to bring him back, even as just the veteran leader that's kind of in the back end of the rotation. However, if it's too much for you, like if you cannot physically just bring yourself to pay that, then you're going to have plenty of talent there. You're not going to, you don't, you're not in a position where you need Justin Verlander in order to be successful. No. And, you know, I think there's three teams heading into this upcoming offseason that have big choices to make because they have a lot of money coming off their books. It's the Giants, it's the Nationals, and it's the Astros. Uh, the Astros combined. What's that? Who's the big? All right, go ahead through the Astros. I was about to ask about the Nats. Uh, so the big money for the Astros: thirty-five million for Granky coming off the books, thirty-three million coming off the books for Justin Verlander. The big one is uh, Carlos Correa hits free agency, so mm. that's a big choice for them to make. And as to whether or not they're going to bring back one of those two, uh, Washington. So Max Scherzer's on the last year of that deal, which in my opinion is the best contract ever given in baseball history because it actually worked out and it was over $200 million. When do you see that? Uh, that that's $42 million coming off the books. Brad Hand is a free agent. That's $10 million. And then here's the rest of the guys that hit free agency. Starling Castro. Daniel Hudson, Jan Gomes, John Lester, Alex Avila, Josh Harrison, Ryan Zimmerman, Jordy Mercer, Luis Avilon, and uh, of course, Trey Turner and Soto still are uh, going through their arbitration years. So, and so is Josh Bell. So they don't have to pay them, but they have all that money coming off the books. Yeah, Scherzer is so unique because this guy won a Cy Young hit 30, and then got significantly better. Yeah. Like, he went from being a really good pitcher who was deserving of 200, but you figure with his numbers here, I mean, you're looking at um, Arizona, he had a 386, Detroit in five years. So, realistically, that's where he's going to Cy Young. That's where he spent the most of his, what you'd consider prime athletic years, that 25 to 30 area. 32 area. The majority of that was spent in Detroit with a 352 ERA 
like, you know, I'm sorry, that's a 117 ERA plus. You then, he hits 30, signs the Nets. Based on a 352 ERA, you got to think that he would be in the mid fours by the time he hits 36, 37, unless he like completely re changed up his game. He then hit 30 and has been on an absolute tear, wins the back to back Cy Youngs. This guy, it's, it's just, it's very interesting to me to see him completely change around and become an incredible, go from being a really great, good pitcher to becoming an incredible pitcher later in his career. And That's why it worked so well. You don't see that every, very, ever really. No. And I think that the, the nationals, you know, are one of the only teams who have gotten a, one of these huge contracts to work out for them. I mean, the team that right now I would say has the best chance to work out their big deal is the Fernando Tachis people. Like that looks like it's going to be a pretty no. good contract, like in the long term. Francisco Lindor, like maybe that's one that the Mets wish that they didn't have stuck. And it's early, but I don't know. I've been hearing some rough things. How about, well, I mean, his OPS has dropped significantly each of the last three seasons. Yeah. They probably could have seen it coming. But I would say Trout's got a better shot. I know that's, I know it's a long-term contract. I know it's a big contract. However, this is, this year has been one of the few scenarios, situations where he's missing significant time in his career. I don't expect it to keep up that way. I think he's going to be very, very good for a long time. I would give that over Tatis just because we've seen T Fernando Tatis get so consistently injured. I mean, Trout's hurt right now, though. I mean, I know Trout's hurt right now, but at this point, I'm willing to put more money on a even slightly older Trout, even though he's older than Tatis, I'm willing to bet my money on that because I know the injury history of Trout is not as suspicious as Tatis. Tatis has been very lucky. All of his IL students have pretty much only lasted the 10 days. Mm -hmm. Sooner or later, one of these is going to result in losing him long-term. If you start losing him for large chunks of seasons in multiple years of this deal then it's not worth it. It's as simple as that. All right. Uh, my guy on the PPP is Cody Bellinger. Uh, came back two days ago. And in his second game back, he has six RBIs in the first inning. Uh, that's just incredibly impressive to have six RBIs in one inning. Uh, including a grand slam. And this is a guy who is a perennial all-star, an MVP candidate pretty much every year. Uh, he's such a fun player to watch that, you know, I would really like to see him just tear it up this summer because when he's hitting good and that Dodgers team is is hitting good, like, they're so much fun to watch because they have so many good hitters just up and down the lineup at every position. Yeah, I mean, I think the piece that really made that whole 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Was Will Smith. I mean, to get such a good lineup, like there's not a single guy in that lineup you want to face. But in my not so humble opinion with no statistics backing it up. Cody Bellinger is the one I want to face least out of anyone on that team. Bets included. I fear Cody Bellinger's skill set far more than I fear anyone else's. It's just a matter of getting him games this year. And those numbers will start to reflect a longer season. One of these seasons where he has been incredibly good. And it's just a matter of time for me. All right. My second guy is Sean Mania. Complete game. Uh, shutout tonight, I want to say. Right? Yes, shutout. Complete game shutout, four hits. And it was his second complete game of his career. The only other one was when he threw a no-hitter. So, re- really uh, nice start from him. They were playing Seattle, who have gotten no hit twice this year, and the offense has certainly struggled. I believe that their batting average was un- for a team was under 200 the other day. So certainly not ideal. But, uh, yeah, Sean Manaya, nice start. And LJ, because of the start, Oakland has a positive run differential, plus Let's one. Go. Plus one. They're a legitimate team now. Plus um, one. They're a legitimate division leader now, finally. But, yeah, the other interesting thing with this, if I'm correct, Oakland is the only team currently that doesn't have a no-hitter that has two complete game shutouts this year. Really? Yeah. That is – yeah, that probably makes sense. Unless the the Brewers have they gotten two complete game shutouts? No, probably not. I don't think either of them have gone complete game. Well, all right then. All right, I'll do my next two real quick. Nick Pavetta again, 
still, in my opinion, an awesome run he has been on, completely reformed his uh, career when he went to Boston. I'm not sure exactly what they did. However, he has been fantastic over these last year. Brandon, this is his first official loss as a Red Sox today against Houston. And what better way to do that by a six-inning, two-earned run, quality start. The bad beat of the night is your first career loss as a Red Sox. That's brutal. He deserves all the props for how he's been pitching. It's been brilliant to watch. My last and final member of the PPP is the Los Angeles Dodgers. As we had talked about quite a bit, how scary this lineup is. That 11-run first inning is the highest scoring inning in franchise history since 1958. Yeah, so since they moved to L.A., uh, highest scoring inning. This is the the highest scoring inning of the L.A. Dodgers. It's awesome. Uh, But as for the the leaderboards today, um, I figure because of the next segment we're doing, it's kind of redundant to just kind of list the same thing. So yeah, we probably, um, probably you probably actually shouldn't be looking at them. So yeah, do we want to just skip over it today. Sure. Yeah. All right. So we have next the May teams of the month. Brandon and I will go back and forth nominating players to the team of the month for the NL and the AL. Uh, Brandon, do you want? To, should we start with the NL or the AL? Uh, we so. First of all, we have to fix the way that we have it formatted here because we have like the one, which I'm assuming you want to put a pitcher there, but we have the other spots to type the pitcher. And this is why we can't have nice things. So we'll just I got this thing all set up for you. Okay. Um, so we'll do it like draft style, right? Like where we're me and you were just picking random parts of each team uh without a looking at anything, correct? Yeah, again, this is all entirely off the cuff. We have talked about every single game of the MLB season so far. We are going to go entirely on feel about who performed in May. Yeah, uh, LJ, I'll take the first pick. Um, I'm going to take a pitcher. Okay, good. The National League. Yeah, all right, we're starting with the National League? Yeah, I'll take a pitcher for the National League. We're going Kevin Gosman. I mean – absolutely. LJ, me and you have talked about him a lot. He just got named player of the month uh, for the National League. I believe they came out with the player of the week, player of the month stuff this or this morning, but absolutely dominant for a Giants team that is leading the NL West. So he's the ace that they wanted when they, when they gave him the $19 million qualifying offer this offseason. All right. Moving on within this NL team, I'm going to go ahead and fill in the shortstop here for the second month straight. We have Fernando, if I can spell it, Tatis Jr. This is a guy who was absolutely crushing the ball in April. You know, he was he was easily one of the best players in the league then. He was only hitting in the mid-200s for the majority of that month. Mm-hmm. And the team was marginally successful through that first month. I think they went 12 and 12. They have turned it on in this month. And in that time, he's bat, he's batting close to 400. 
this has been a huge jump up in contact, which only means good things for the team and for his own numbers. And that's why he is an even stronger case to be that short, the shortstop for the May NL team than he was the April NL team. Yeah, absolutely. And I saw a stat about him today. So what he's done so far this year, um, he's on pace to have a 40-40 season in just under 130 games. Uh, every other person who's ever had a 40-40 season played at least 158 games in their season. Jeez. So he is doing things that shortstops certainly should not be doing. Uh, all right, I'm going to go to the outfield with this one and take uh, kind of an obvious one here, but it's Jesse Winker. This guy has been Cincinnati's real star this year, this year uh, outside of another guy who I think might end up making this as well. But uh, Jesse Winker is certainly going to be at the All-Star game in Colorado. He's want to say hitting uh, north of 330 still uh, certainly has shown the power there uh, has a lot of RBIs he's up there on that list too uh, I believe and I mean kind of came out of nowhere and was a big part of this Reds offense that has still been hot I mean we haven't talked about the the big red contraption uh, you know their offense as much but they still have put together a very formidable offense uh, they're if I had to guess, they probably have the most runs scored in the NL Central. Uh, the Cubs offense has turned it around, but they started off slow. So uh, I'm going to take Jesse Winker, just a key part of one of the best offenses in the league. All right. Well, you read my mind there because the next spot I was going is the other corner outfield position, and that is going to be Nick Castellanos. To shed a little light on what Brandon was talking about there in terms of his average, Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos, as of the end of the month, were two of the top three or four batting averages in the National League. This is a team, of course, you know, devoid of pitching, however, certainly has no short of offense, and these two are one of the best one-two punches in the league right now. Nick Castellanos, if I'm correct, yeah, because they didn't play today. He is still on his 18-game winning streak we talked about yesterday, not winning streak, hit streak. So here's to more of that, and here's to Nick Castellanos on the June team of the month. All right, I'm going to go to uh, catcher with my next pick, and we're going Will Smith. We were just talking about him. We were just talking about him, and – he has been hitting the ball extremely well this month. Uh, certainly has been the best catcher in the league this year. When I checked the other day, I was looking at some some catcher stuff. He has just far and away been the best catcher this month. Uh, certainly doesn't have the power that we're used to seeing out of him. Uh, I want to say he only had a couple home runs this month, but has been drawing walks has been catching very well, is a very good framer. And uh, when he's hitting sixth or seventh in the the Dodgers lineup and is considered the best catcher in the National League, that's just – it's just scary how much lineup protection he has in front of him. Oh, I mean, Amy, you can say that. You can say that for literally anyone in this lineup. It's insane. 
I'm going to move on over to third base, where I will be taking Austin. Not Austin Powers, although it might as well might as well be. We've got at third base Austin Riley. Atlanta third baseman absolutely murdered the ball this month, killing every pitch he sees. Uh, 132 weighted runs created plus for the month earlier in the month. I, I at some point in the month, yeah, the majority of the month it was up in the 130s. And this guy is one of their young guys that they're going to have and plan on having for the foreseeable future. And he's playing like that he should be there for a long time. All right. Uh, my next pick here, I'm trying to think about where I want to put him. Um, I think I know who you're talking about. I was thinking second base. Although I can't not, think of It first is not pick. him. It is not him. Not it's him? someone else. Um, really? We are going to be going with. All right. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm putting Chris Bryant in center field. And it's not. Oh, yeah. And it's not because um, he plays center field. Well, he has played, I want to say, more than five games at five different positions this year. But by taking both of the Reds guys, we kind of limited ourselves as to who we can take for, you know, these outfielders. But Chris Bryant has been on a tear lately uh if you compare his stats from his mvp season compared to this season through this same point in the season this season has absolutely been crushing what he was doing his mvp season this is a guy who uh still does strike out quite a bit i mean we were we're used to that but has showed so much aggression at the plate really a swinging at a lot more pitches and is connecting with them hitting the ball hard uh, the on-base percentage for the month was surely over 400. Uh, it, there's like no way it wasn't. It seems like every time they, I would look up, he's, he's getting on base, he's walking, he's providing a quality at bat. And this is a guy in a contract year. Uh, he is absolutely balling out. He's saying a big F you to the Cubs for making it so he couldn't get paid in last year's offseason class. But it doesn't matter. He is having a fantastic year. Yeah, honestly, it was one of those things. I'm genuinely shocked that I forgot about him. This is part of the appeal of this format of doing it completely off the cuff is that the guys that are memorable get in there. However, this guy's 100% memorable to me. I can't believe I passed up on him because you think about what he's doing here. He has put himself back into the top 10 in the league conversation with his performance this year and it's been pretty simple stuff which was he's done this guy is the man who made launch angle sexy when he came in he started doing it he wins an mvp and all of a sudden everyone's chasing after the launch angle and they figured out how to pitch chris bryant pretty easily i mean if you throw the ball low enough you're only going to pop up when you try to yank the ball way into the sky so he, the big difference for him this year is his ability to p- hit pitches low in the zone. Him decreasing that launch angle just a little bit, being able to square up and make good contact on the lower part of the zone has made him a feared hitter again. 
after some serious struggles in recent time. Uh, LJ, for this next one, for that, you know guy, that, with already. that guy that you were talking about, I, I honestly hope you put him at first because there's someone I want to plug in at second. But if you think he fits better at second, you can go ahead. You see, my gut, you see, I was going entirely by gut because I can't think of a first baseman that is truly performing right great right now in in baseball really honestly the first baseball class has been felt kind of weak to me recently but there's a couple guys in the al yeah i'll take your word for it because i can't think of anyone really at either position that fits great the next guy is going to be max muncie another la dodger we're putting in here has been fantastic i can't of course rattle off any random numbers but he is brilliant he is one of their best players right now i'm all in on uh, max muncie right now all right so to finish up the lineup so we put max muncie at first lj we're going adam frazier at second base we're, no. getting, we're getting pittsburgh their love frazier cover has- first base adam frazier What's that? If, if, if Adam Frazier really wanted to be on the team of the month, he would have covered first base. LJ, you know what? The fact that Will Crow didn't realize there was two outs, and or Will Craig, excuse me, there's two outs, and all you have to do is just touch on the base because it's a force out. Is it's into, him throwing the ball is the reason why the play was what it was. Him coming it doesn't off matter. Base, no, him coming off the base and not trying to then touch the base with two outs. Is... It doesn't matter the fact that he was significantly closer to the base than Baez was. Just because Will Craig made a mistake does not excuse horrible fundamentals by Adam Frazier here. Well, Adam I'm Frazier not. I'm not. I'm not stopping you because this is entirely your pick. However, that is the one I am disagreeing with. He. He's. Informal protest has been filed. I'm pretty sure he's up there for the league leading hits. He might have over 60 hits already. Yeah, All right, we have three or two starters and two relievers left, and then we're done with Deanna. All right, give me Jacob DeGrom. Eh, he didn't play enough. Never mind. Give me Brandon Karam. Just kidding. Woodruff. Brandon Woodruff here, you know, you get all of the talk with Corbin Burns breaking that record at the beginning of the month about how great he is, how awesome he is. Corbin Burns is great, but Brandon Woodruff is better, has been better, and came out and reminded everybody that on the absolute tear he's been on in the past couple of starts. Yeah, enough said. Uh, We've been talking about him quite a bit. He is dark horse candidate to start the all-star game uh right now we can certainly get into all-star stuff soon but uh Gosman would have to like poop himself or jake grom would have to poop himself uh the next Very starter, dark horse. the next starter i'm taking zach wheeler uh lj i think me and you saw something the other day he's thrown like over 50 innings in the month of may which yeah is- just insane considering that you only get like realistically what is the most starts you get six like if you're lucky 
At best, yes, yeah, six starts. And to be at over 50 innings, I mean, just like do the math on that. This is a I'm guy struggling. who consistently goes deep into games. He had 13 or 14 strikeouts the other day in a losing effort. Uh, Zach Wheeler's awesome and is worth his contract. I'm trying to find a really sneaky pick for one of these relievers. Well, I'm like, struggling to find a second one, so I hope you don't take the one that I want. <laughs> um, I'm probably not going to take the one that you want because the only only re- reliever that is like stuck in my head, as he always is, is Josh Hader. Mm, okay. Josh Hader, you know, it really the difference between him being considered among these guys of course we didn't do a full rotation and couple of relievers or or whatever you'd like to call the expanded pitching staff we didn't do that last month however the difference between him being on that last month and him being on it this month is the fact that he's had opportunity i think he's up to like 10 saves now which is par for the time he was not nearly there in april just because of lack of opportunity but he shows up and dominates every single batter that he faces. His Was it this month that he broke the strikeouts record for 200 innings? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, another great milestone there. He's he, I think he's over to, I'm again, pulling numbers from nowhere. He's either over two strikeouts per inning, or he's just under two strikeouts per inning, which is insane. All right. Um, for the second reliever, we're going Craig Kimbrell. Yeah. Uh. Due to time constraints, I'm not going to go very in-depth on him, but I think it's enough said. His pitches have been nasty this year. He's really making a career, a renaissance with the Cubs this season. Uh, looks like OG Craig Kimbrell, which was one of the scariest pitchers in the league. So absolutely going with him. All right, we're going to move on again into kind of speeding this up. Of course, we've talked about so many of these guys. We don't need to give too much explanation here however i'm going to go ahead and start in the al i'm going to start in left field with andrew benintendi of the kansas city royals absolutely raked this month i want to say he's sixth in ops in the league in the month of may he's really turning himself around here in kansas city and i love to see it. i want to see him do well i'm wow, happy with I, our- that is a surprising pick there's so many more outfielders this month in the AL, no? Eh. Over that, I mean, he he put up some crooked numbers this month, Brandon. I mean, I of course can't remember Hunter them all. Renfro, but... LJ, I think Hunter Renfro was was better this month than than uh, Benintendi. Seriously, I mean, I can I can I can fully buy into Hunter Renfro. I would not ignore. I would not doubt putting 
a red stock on this list. However, I think it's pretty it's pretty arguable. All right, I'm gonna somewhat cheat with this next one for the DH spot. I'm not gonna actually pick a DH. I'm picking a guy. No, who... What's that? I said you certainly don't have to do that. Uh, I am picking Jose Abreu at DH. Uh, there's someone else I want at first base, but Abreu has been too good this month to not put him on there. Uh, I, I forget the exact stats, but when the when the White Sox played the Yankees a couple uh, weeks ago or last week, uh, Yes Network had some crazy stats about what he's been doing this year and. Coming off an MVP season certainly has not uh, disappointed. Oh, um, I'm just gonna go ahead and throw him in here entirely on feel, but Shane Bieber has really stepped back into the limelight over the past couple weeks. Let's put him in to the starting lineup. All right. Um, I think I'm gonna keep it at pitcher and uh we're gonna wow al was it's tough to find one no you know i got one. lj lance lynn mm. he has been outstanding uh i don't know specifically what he's been doing and i don't think that he qualifies for a very many leaderboards but this month feels like he has been outstanding uh it's just the pitches that he throws being over over 50 percent fastballs you know you would think it'd be so predictable as a hitter but he just still manages to get guys out and it's really impressive i think that might have been a reach honestly but um yeah we're gonna go with him and i could have picked Again. two of his teammates i think but i will he doesn't get enough love Again, this isn't about hard statistics. This is about who is memorable from this month. Who is coming, whoever's coming to mind deserves this because like we're trying to think of who the best guys in the position were this month. If this is one of the guys that names it, it's an honor. It's no disrespect to anyone else. However, like it's proving that he isn't he's done well. With that said, reliever Araldus Chapman has to make this list seeing we have the relievers this month has been great all year. You know, I'm, I keep waiting for him to uh, slip up, but I'm just like, I, I kind of feels a little futile at this point to keep rooting for it because it just doesn't seem to be happening for me. All right. Uh, for the third starter, I'm going to go with Corey Kluber, which pains me because this is a guy who is going to be out for the next couple of months but apparently lj he's going to see a second and third opinion so whoever the second opinion is that guy can just like go f off because they already know that <laughs> they're going to get a third opinion so but uh although maybe they're going to average the opinions like they're going to ask on a scale of one to ten how screwed up is this arm this shoulder and they're going to average them all together. So, like, he could are going to average them together, game. compare them to the league average. We're going to do opinion plus out of 100 yes. scale. Yeah. Shoulder uh, plus. 
Corey Kluber is currently a dead last in the league in shoulder plus. He's he's a dead last in shoulder plus, but he is top top of the league in no hitter plus. Uh, throws a no hitter this month. Also uh, had some other really good starts, and uh, the only player in the league this year to win Player of the Week twice. So we're going with him. Um. You've really screwed me up with these outfielders, Brandon. Because I have no clue there's, who there's you're There's like one that if you don't get, I'm going to be very mad. There's a reason why, like, I didn't mention him on the leaderboards part because, like, he's just like, oh, he's, he's very good. He's very good. Is this somebody on a team that I should be, like, focused to? No. Okay, good. But, but we certainly talk about that team. A fair share. A fair share. I mean, we talk about every team a fair share, but I, in the last few days, we have talked a little bit about this team. He hit a ridiculous amount of home runs this month. Oh! Do you want me to save that for you? No, you just, take it. just take it. Okay. Take out another one. Adolis Garcia will play center field for this team. Texas came out of absolutely nowhere to ball out this year, this week, or this month. This year, really. And week, and month. Yeah, all three. Decade? Hall of Famer? Hall of Famer, Adoles Garcia. All right, first base. Carries Texas to a World Series on his back. First base, we're going Vladdy Jr. 17 home runs this month, right? Like, did he not hit one in uh, – or no, he didn't have all 17 this month. I'm sorry. I wish he had all 17 this month. Uh, but another guy who's just been been raking. I mean, I it was tough for me to pick between Jose Abreu and Vladdy as they both have insane numbers this month. But uh, Vladdy is doing everything that we could have asked out of him especially with the with the batting average. I don't think anyone expected him to hit over 300. Am I completely crazy with this whole thing? Because I'm not sure what is wrong with me. I wrote for an American League team. I could have put together this National League lineup on my own. I might not have put Adam Frazier in it. However, I could have put this together by myself. And I have no clue where to go here. There's another second baseman that like I think is very obvious, especially because they've been talking about him a lot on MLB Network lately, last like day or two. Because he, he um, like, did something good. He achieved something in a way. I don't know. If you want to go with the other re- reliever, I can uh, give it. Yeah, um, why don't we go ahead and have you go with that? Sure. Um, this is going to be a screwed up pick Second here. baseman, Marcus Simeon. Uh, this is a guy who just won player of the month for the American League in May. And <laughs> no one realized it except for me. <laughs> Way to pat yourself on the back, Brandon. 
if I remember right, he's the only player in the league to have over 2.2 war in the month of May. So this was just very quietly returned to the stats that we saw him put up in 2019 when he almost won MVP. Yeah, it's also okay. not good struggling because I him. gave I gave him my player of the year. What? You're struggling. I am struggling, and it's mostly because my head is caught up at sec at um, catcher. Yeah, which I do think is a fairly tough call right now, because again, catchers across the league that have been they don't like the hit are few and far between. Um, you know, I'm going to give this one, Brandon, I'm going to let you have a, a choice here. All right. I hope one of, cause for, for catcher there, I'm kind of between two. Oh, I was, I was actually flipping back over to reliever. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. um, the also, also two. I desperately want to give this just because of how great he's been since he moved over it's been like two weeks now jp fire Eisen. oh no i think it's a sneaky pick he's been he's been he's been solid since he got there i know i'm literally i am really struggling here and i'm not sure why i'm not tired i've had like two bubbly bounces tonight like the caffeine is still pouring through my veins but I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm bogging this whole segment down. So if Brandon wants to go again, I can try to think of something here. Yeah. Um, for catcher, I'm going to go with Mitch Garver. Uh, I want to say had the highest OPS plus for catchers. So I wanted to see where a Gary ranked a few days ago. And Mitch Garver was killing it. He doesn't even show up on the, the leaderboards. You have to put in uh, zero plate appearances because – he only played like 20-something games this month, like low 20s, and hit four or five home runs. That's a guy who hit over 30 home runs in 2019, I want to say. And, uh, yeah, was killing it for the Twins this month. LJ, for their second reliever, I'm going to be very, very disappointed if you pick J.P. Fireeyes because there's one that you're going to – I'm not picking up Fireeyes. There's going to be one you wish you picked. I give up. All right, I'll take the reliever, Liam Hendricks. Really? What's the case? Had tied for the league lead in saves this month, I want to say. Saved both games of a doubleheader, which is really impressive to me. The fact that they pitched him twice in one day, it says something. And has been lights out, really. Uh, don't really. Don't look at the ERA for closers, especially because one bad outing and it gets completely inflated. If you were to go and look at Liam Hendricks's outings, I don't think he's had a rough outing in really the whole month. Like maybe a few runs here and there, but he's been pretty much locked down for, for the White Sox. All right, Brandon, where do you want to go next? 
Uh, I think we can go to third base here. Uh, this is an interesting one because there's quite a few guys there that I certainly like. LJ, was there anyone in particular that you were looking at here? I mean, no. Right. Rafi had a very good good start to the month. However, I, I, I get very hesitant to pick anyone from my team. So How about Joey Wendell? You know, I wasn't easy. That's the, that's the big thing. The, the challenge now is trying to separate this month from last month. Mm-hmm. So I would be absolutely down for Joey Wendell. Let's do it. I think he had a good enough month. Killed the Yankees a couple times. He's a Yankee killer. Joey Wendell. All right, shortstop. Shortstop in the A. Is there anyone who particularly came to mind for you? Yeah, Xander. I know know he went cold, but the start of the month was very good. That's the reason I was so hesitant because he was – was he – did he lead the – league in war at any point in time very close i thought he was like he, tied for second or third for a couple of days he, yeah it was like he had just they just reached him and guerrero just reached trout and then guerrero started doing just nutso things with a baseball and a bat so he ended up dicing him out pretty quick but and then just decided to put up completely non-competitive at bats for the last two series Oh, um, I forgot to mention in, in my uh, Liam Hendricks case, he won AL Relief Pitcher of the Month. Yeah. So, I feel like I got to throw him in there. All oh, right. no. Are, are we going Xander? Oh. What? Yeah, we're going Xander. We missed a monster player on this list. At what position? Starting pitcher. Uh, what what a division? AL East. It's it's a Yankee killer. Oh my God, we missed the we are of the we month. are we are very sorry to pitcher of the month Rich Hill. Actually, can we switch this in? Yeah. Who do we, we want take to take out? Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber. Not my best move. Completely missed the pitch. Yeah, Rich Hill had a point zero point seven one ERA for Tampa in May. I didn't realize he was nearly close to that. Like I knew he'd been like not blowing up. However, that's very impressive at this point. All right, we got one last outfielder, and then we can get on out of here. Uh, LJ, who'd you think for this one? Brandon, this so, turn. The first guy that I thought of was. Ramon Laureano, uh, some of the defensive stuff has been putting him like way up on the war leaderboards. But as for hitters, Hunter Renfro was really good. I've been mashing it, yeah. Teoscar Hernandez has been really good. Aaron Judge still, like I would say, is in contention. Uh, maybe we could go Hunter Renfro. LJ, did he hit like a over five home runs this this? month you think yes yes oh all right everything he he has hit just about every ball he's and that's been the big difference is he wasn't like 
the contact was there, but it, like the balls weren't going in the right spot. But now you're getting the power, you're getting the timely hits, you're getting everything that you'd want out of this guy. I think he's probably been the biggest hit for hit besides Garrett Richards and Nick Pavetta. He's been the be- best position player that Heim Bloom has brought in in his tenure. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to go with uh, Teoscar Hernandez also because we already have two Blue Jays on there. To, uh, but I think that, uh, yeah, we had a good group of players here on both the NL and the AL rosters. Uh, let's run through them one last time. So for the National League, catching Will Smith, first base Max Muncy, second base Adam Frazier, third base Austin Riley, Tatis at short, outfield of Jesse Winker, Chris Bryant, Nick Castellanos, pitchers Kevin Gosman, Brandon Woodruff, Zach Wheeler, Hader, and Kimbrell out of the bullpen. And LJ, you can take away the AL. In the American League, we've got Mitch Garver, Vlad Aguero Jr. at first, at second, Marcus Simeon, Third base goes to Joey No Gloves Wendell. Shortstop will be Xander Bogarts. Out in left field, you've got Andrew Benintendi. Dallas Garcia will be in center field with Hunter Renfro in right. Our DH will be Jose Abreu. And our three starters, Corey Kluber, Lance Lynn, and Rich Hill with Araldis Chapman and Liam Hendricks in relief. Well, I think that's going to wrap up today's episode. Thank you for listening to the MLB Daily Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at MLB Daily Pod. Keep up with our trivia game and follow me and LJ on Twitter. I'm at Brandon underscore Karam. He's at LJ underscore VP underscore Lafiora. That's going to do it. Thank you for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a it's winter time when temperatures go down the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them so don't risk a costly replacement stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the service guard appliance repair program from black hills energy it's peace of mind in a plan visit blackhillsenergy.com sign up to learn more